This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us. It's the Wednesday edition of Kelly and Company. Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, hosts of the program. Wherever you're listening in, we appreciate you being with us. Hey, remember, you can sit there at your computer and you can go to ami.ca and stream the program if that's easier for you while you're getting your work done. Or look for OO Tunes or the TuneIn Radio app. Awesome apps in which to put on your smart device so you can take us with you if you have to run out during the show. Tune in radio, OO Tunes, or over there at AMI.ca. Awesome ways to take in Kelly and Company and all the programming over here at AMI-audio. As mentioned, co-host Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald here, and it's time to get into our TV chat with Greg David. I'm Greg David, and I love television. Reality shows, dramas, sitcoms, and documentaries. I watch them all. I'm excited to share my passion for the television industry with you in front of and behind the cameras as it changes and evolves. Communication specialist over here at AMI. During Greg's last appearance on the program, we chatted about the Canadian TV shows debuting and returning journey during the month of September. He's back today to show some loves to the networks to the south of us. Hey, Greg, welcome back. Thanks for having me. So you got a lot of stuff here, and we're very excited for your comments on this stuff. So let's dive right in. Uh, let's kick it off with Abbott Elementary, a big winner at the Primetime Emmy Awards last Monday. Yeah, this was really exciting. You know, um, there continue to be mostly streaming services that are up for awards now. And ABC's Abbott Elementary was one of very few conventional network television shows that was that were up for awards. And they ended up uh, taking home two of them. Uh, creator Quinta Brunson won an Emmy for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. And Abbott Elementary is uh, a mockumentary sitcom for ABC, kind of like, uh, you know, in the same vein as The Office or Parks and Rec. Uh, mm-hmm. Parks and Recreation, where they, you know, the they look right into the camera. It's you know that that documentary style that was made famous by the British Office, and uh, it's all about a group of dedicated, passionate teachers at an underfunded public elementary school in Philadelphia. And I wanted to make mention of it today. This is perfect timing because season two of Ab- Abbott Elementary kicks off tonight on ABC, also available on Global, but the American network is ABC. And if you haven't seen the first season, it's available on Netflix right now. And I wanted to mention it just because not only is it back and it's won awards, but it's just so well written and thoughtful and laugh out loud funny. It really puts the challenge of the teacher into uh, into the spotlight. Uh, but aside from the writing that uh, Ms. Brunson won an Emmy for, the performances are fantastic as well. Co-star Cheryl Lee Ralph won an Emmy for Best Comedy uh, Supporting Actress in a Comedy uh, last Monday. And I just wanted to ask, because Ramya, sitcoms are kind of your jam. So have you seen Abbott Elementary before? I haven't seen Abbott Elementary before, but I'm loving this mockumentary uh type um genre yeah taping yeah 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 uh huge fan of the office parks and rec does modern family really go into this like it sort of yeah it does it it, yeah it isn't the classic it's kind of a hybrid of a conventional sitcom and the mockumentary because you're right they are speaking into the camera so i think that's fair they got the interview style thing going yeah exactly um but i think that there's a lot of 
room to play right with these things so do you find it like a typical um version of this kind of stuff the scenarios and everything or is there a twist to it or is it just the writing that's hilarious it's it's a little bit of like it's obviously the performances that i get really excited about but the writing is really really smart um mm. you know and I, i guess i guess you have to be when you're doing a mockumentary style show because it needs to be funny but it also needs to be believable if it's traditional if it's a traditional sitcom like i don't know everybody loves raymond which is maybe a bad example because it, it that show is very well it's written funny. <laughs> yeah you could yeah it's funny unlike some of them it's actually funny so i think sometimes if you're if it's you know if the if the writing is a little bit lazy on a conventional sitcom that it's not funny and not enjoyable but everybody's been raving about abbott Elementary even before it took home two primetime Emmys. Nice. Okay, well, that's very exciting. I, I will definitely check it out because this is my jam. You know, between all the serious stuff, I always uh, hit up something like this. So we've talked about the classic TV series Quantum Leap um, being remade by NBC mm-hmm. for a new audience. And you're calling this a must-see show of the fall. Why is that? I know. Very, very bold, isn't it? Uh, the, well, the It's original Quantum Leap. Because he's a child who uh, most of his favorite TV shows were all 80s. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, well, yeah. Okay. Well, the original Quantum Leap starred Scott Bakula as a character named Sam Beckett. And he was a guy who was leaping throughout history, fixing things that had gone wrong. So if he messed up something in one time period, he had to go and fix it in another one. And that always happened throughout the, the run of the, of the show. Um, this new Quantum Leap picks up 30 years after Sam stepped into the accelerator and vanished. Uh, and a team has been assembled to kind of restart the project and hopefully figure out why it why it does what it does and in this version the team is led by a physicist named ben song and the actor's name is raymond lee and he sneaks he leaves his team scrambling when he sneaks in and does an unauthorized leap into the past and it's all about the team trying to get him back so there's someone at the base trying to figure out why he went where he did and ernie hudson from the ghostbusters films he stars in quantum leap as well and he's kind of the lead on that team and meanwhile ben is flipping around from from time period to time period on these different adventures this was the most anticipated series of the fall and it really really delivers if you missed the first episode which was on monday night it's okay because nbc nbc is going to be replaying it a couple more times before the new episode that's coming up um, this coming Monday. But Raymond Lee is funny, and you can't help but cheer him on. He's also an Asian-American actor, which, again, fantastic, because NBC is showing some diversity. Uh, you know, let's do it. Let's do more of that in prime time. And uh, like I said, Ernie Hudson from the Ghostbusters films also stars in this. Airs Mondays on NBC. Just a great, great show, If you're especially if you're a fan of time travel and sci-fi in general. But it's just well-acted, well-performed, formed and again really tightly written do you feel greg as a fan of of both uh this one and uh, as the reboot and the original do you feel uh that connection so much to the real the, the original that it, it makes it nice for you just to, 30 years later boom fall in and and that stuff that you loved so much about the original is there Yeah, I think so. You know, the the DNA from the original show is there. So if That's you're right. a fan, I don't mean an identical the... twin, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. Or like, oh, we've got to keep everything. But if you're an original fan, it's the same kind of recipe involved. 
Yeah, it does feel that way, even though the first episode of a new show is always difficult because sure. you're trying to build that world and, and introduce all those characters in 44 minutes. So as a fan of the original, it was easy for me to jump in. I also, though, think that if you're brand new to this and don't even know that there was an original series, uh, then I think that you're definitely okay to tune in and, and check this version out. You won't you won't know. They do make re reference to the old one, but it, it's fine. You, you can jump in with both feet and understand what's going on on this show, too. I can tell you something. Um, with audio description, don't know how much, if it's one of the shows I'm assuming it falls under, Yeah, that'll have it. Uh, mm -hmm. The beautiful thing about that, I mean, the original, you just kept imagining where, when he would time shift, jump somewhere else, the right. sets, the settings, the environments would have been wonderful to get that description, that picture of wherever he might have been in time. Uh, I'm sure that'll be beautiful with this, too. Yeah, I, and that you bring up a very, very good point, Kelly. Uh, yes, and these these shows that I'm talking about today all have described video, so whatever network or you're watching them on, all of the new ones do now. It's those back cat back catalogs that don't necessarily have a described video or audio description, as they call it in the U.S. But thankfully, all the networks are doing it now. Okay, uh, you've spoken about CSI Vegas, uh, the CSI spinoff series in the past. You were excited to watch it last year because original mm -hmm. stars William Peterson and Georgia Fox were going to appear in it. They are not part of season two. Why are you suggesting, Greg, stick with it? Another another original CSI star is showing up on <laughs> CSI Vegas. Uh, this time it's Marg Helgenberger who played Catherine Willows. Uh, she joins the team in the first episode of the show, uh, which kicks off on the, uh, it's going to be the 26th of September on CBS. Uh, and she's joining the team to investigate the murder of a dominatrix who's found dead near her sex, uh, her secret sex dungeon. And that's not just the reason to turn out, you know, just because I said sex dungeon isn't the reason why to tune in. But it is definitely Mark Helgenberger, who was so great in the original. Last year, I had a hard time warming up to the cast of the, of the you know, the new cast of this show. Mm -hmm. um, but I really do like them, especially the characters of Josh and Allie, who are played by Matt Loria and Mandeep Dillon. They just have a great chemistry and there's a real will they or won't they get together vibe in the, that was established by the end of the of the first season. What I want to see, though, in the second season of CSI Vegas, as much as I love seeing the old stars drop by to kind of boost the morale and, you know, get people to tune in, I want the show to really establish itself in season two and not rely on those former cast members to help attract the viewers. And I think that they can do that. Now that they know who these characters are and they've been established in the first season, now let's grow these characters in the second season around these right. crimes that are happening in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting because we talk a lot about character, right? Character development, character building. A lot of people stick around for the characters. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, like Grey's Anatomy, you know, 11 yeah. whatever plus seasons of just characters, right? But then if you're caught up on the cast and having to keep um, tabs on that or, you know, you're wishing that people come back and, uh, you know, fill in the blank here for mm -hmm. cast stuff. It takes away from other incredible parts of why the show continues, right? You, At least I don't I think, think you so. can it ever can build it. I don't think you can ever build or be sure what you've built is there on its feet on its own without. Well, these you're devices. always going to start from scratch. Yeah, if people are just well, in love with cast. It, it yeah. takes away from character and plot. Well, and if you need to rely on them, it really hurts a show because that's the, the, then you're not bringing your new show. You're not giving it the chance to flourish and people to love the characters that are. You're never sure, Greg. 
Yeah, and the other thing that's really tough about a show, especially a program like CSI, is that the show is built around murders and crime right. solving. And so where do you juggle, when you have 44 minutes of time, how do you juggle the crime with those personal stories and establish those characters so that you actually care what's happening to them? I mm -hmm. think that that's the toughest thing to do with the procedural drama is to get that balance. Because on a sitcom, it's almost always just about those characters. That's right. And the, exactly. the, the main thing... And the main thread of the storyline, it really doesn't matter. It's about the relationship. And in a procedural drama, cop drama, firefighters, whatever, the big story is that crime or that big event that happens. And everything else is kind of on top of that. And yes. it's yeah. it's tough to get that juggle, the, you know, to get that formula right. Well, and it mm -hmm. frustrates you because you get anxious. Yep. Get off this other nonsense. Get back to the actual yep. story at hand. It's a total exactly. opposite. Exactly. I was going to yep. say, as much as you love the the murders, or don't love them, but, it, you know, the underlying plot is what kind of keeps the whole thing gelled together. Right. Uh, really quickly, moving forward, Fox's 911 deals with dramatic stories, speaking of which, uh, mm -hmm. encountered by first responders in and around Los Angeles, and it's been on for several years. Why should people tune in now? You know what? You can tune in anytime. You can go back and watch past seasons on, on Netflix. This is blockbuster popcorn TV. This is like big explosions, uh, mm -hmm. big stories. The usual storylines that you see at the movies are being put on this Fox drama. And uh, the first responders are constantly put into situations that you almost have to laugh about, except that they're actually saving lives. So they are heroes. Last week's season return, there was a blimp that crashed into a sports stadium. Uh, in past wow. seasons, they're based out of L.A., so they've had to deal with it with earthquakes. And next Monday's episode, a building collapses on members attending a convention. So these are huge storylines with a lot of special effects involved. Um, and aside, though, from those big, big stories are their performances by the cast. You've got big names like Angela Bassett. Uh, Peter Kraza, who was last seen, I think most people will remember him from Six Feet Under, Aisha Hines, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes, that Jennifer Love Hewitt. And a great actor named Rockman Dunbar, who was on Prison Break, break years and years ago. They're all very, very good. And so, you know, on top of the characters, there are these big, big storylines that you would enjoy if you just want to, you know, take your brain out for an hour, watch 911 on Fox. Awesome. <laughs> Real endorsement of it. What a way to put it, too. Take your brain out. Just for a yep. little while, and away you go. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Greg David, of course, joins us every couple of weeks here on the program to talk TV every other Wednesday. All things television he covers right here on Kelly and Company. Up next, Ryan Delahanty is going to fill us in on a long-awaited accessible transportation service in, uh, in Halifax. They've all been standing by for this, and we heard a little bit about it yesterday from Paul Daniel. Uh, this is Extra Care Taxi. Stick around. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.